You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams and I am joined today by Sarah McLean. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Delany. I'm happy to be here. We're so excited that you're here. So welcome back. Today, I'm excited that you're back on the podcast as we talk about Unit 21, Session 2, and that is People Were Amazed by Jesus. Our listeners hopefully remember that last session we were in Loop 4, and we're going to continue to be in Loop 4 for this session as well. And so, Sarah, will you go ahead and talk about what the big idea for this session is? Absolutely. So again, we've been learning that Jesus is the Messiah God promised and that he is the only way we can be saved. Uh, We learned that the shepherds and the angels praised God when Jesus was born. And then later, Anna and Simeon recognized Jesus as the Messiah. They thanked God for keeping his promise. But not everyone believed in Jesus. In fact, last week, we learned that the people of Nazareth rejected him. They failed to believe in Jesus because of their hardness of heart. And this week, kids will learn another way that people responded to Jesus. Our Christ connection for this session is Jesus' miracles proved that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. His miracles strengthened people's faith and met their needs. Through Jesus, God did what is impossible for us to do on our own. He provided forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. It's so great to hear. It makes you just so thankful and so grateful for you're saying that God did what is impossible for us to do on our own and that we have forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. We'll go ahead and transition to the part of our episode where we talk about different activities in our leader resources that may need a little extra prep time, or either we have some helpful tips for our teachers as they prepare. In our Babies and Toddlers Guide, there is an activity called Discover a First Aid Kit. Teachers, as you're preparing for this activity, you may want to consider using a toy medical kit for this activity if you're having a hard time finding an age-appropriate first aid kit. Additionally, you could also create your own. Maybe you could build a first aid kit for toddlers to explore and include adhesive bandages, gauze, some gloves, and then even an elastic bandage as well that they could wrap around as, they, as like their arms or a doll or something like that. And as a reminder, with every activity, but especially some of these, that you pay close supervision to the supplies that they're using in the activity. Then moving along to our younger preschool leader guide, there's an activity called Dress Up and Cook Dinner. And so this is a fun activity where they can put on some clothes over their clothes. And the supply list suggests that you use large t-shirts. And these are adult large t-shirts. And so some of you teachers may be thinking, well, why are we using adult large t-shirts for this? And I'm so glad you're wondering that because the reason is, is that they will be larger on the children and resemble more something like a Bible times clothing. And so make sure that you have um, a few extra or large, extra large, whatever those t-shirts that will be, that will fit loosely on the children. And then you'll be able to 
as they put those on, try those on over their clothes, then you'll be able to also help them put a piece of cloth to tie around more as a belt. And then it will be able to resemble those Bible times clothes. So those were the activities with our preschool resources that I wanted to highlight. And so Sarah, if you'll go ahead and talk about some of the activities in our kids' resources. Absolutely, so for younger kids, there's an activity called Spot the Difference. And in this activity, kids are pairing up and they're trying to change something about their appearance that their partner will have to guess what has been changed. Well, sometimes this can might be a little bit more challenging for kids to do on their own. So it might also be a good idea to have the leaders find different ways that they could change their own appearance. So for example, leaders could use funny props like a hat or a nose, maybe a button or a sticker. And then leaders can turn their backs to the kids, change their appearance, maybe by adding a sticker to their shirt, and then turn around and have kids find out what is different about them. So instead of just pairing up kids together, the leaders could also be involved in this activity as well. And then for kids worship, there is an additional activity. For this activity, in order to make this game a little more exciting, you can assign a different action to each phrase. So maybe you would read the phrase and then say, jump on one foot, and the kids would have to jump on one foot, either toward the true side of the room or the false side of the room. So adding a little action to a game is always fun and keeps those kids engaged. And then for midweek, for the group game, Bigger and Better, this game involves dividing the class into several smaller groups and sending them around the church. Now, depending on your class size, you may want to recruit some parents from the class to come help for this part. So you can keep the group small and ensure that each group has an adult. You know, Delaney, we never want to lose a child somewhere, have them wander off. So, you know, we don't want to catch them swimming in the baptismal pool or anything like that. So it's always helpful. Right. And that's a great reminder that our, that we can follow, make sure that you follow your church's policies and procedures for that. Like you're saying, anytime you're leaving the room, the groups who, you know, the adults with the groups, all of that, that's a great reminder. We want to keep everyone safe. So those look like they're going to be some fun activities as well for our kids. Sarah, let's go ahead and talk about things that excite us or stand out to us about this session. Yeah, this is a really exciting session. I mean, anytime you read about a miracle that just seems so extraordinary and out of the norm, it does create a little bit of excitement in you because you're like, how, how does this happen? And it makes God really big, right? And we always want to present God as really big because he is. He's, he's awesome and great and amazing. And we want kids to always be in awe of our amazing God. And so I think that emphasizing that Jesus's miracles were real is um, something that I think is important for leaders to do because we don't want kids to walk away with thinking, uh, did this really happen? You know, that we don't, we don't want to create skeptics. We want to ensure them that the Bible is true and trustworthy, that God does not lie. And so anytime we read something that kind of seems too good to be true or something impossible that we remind them that God is a God of the impossible, right? And that he can do anything and that is within his character and miracles are a part of that. And then I think also we want to help remind kids that Jesus did these miracles because he cares for people. He loves them. He wanted to meet their needs, but also they were the evidence of his teachings. 
So anytime Jesus said something, you know, in some kind of teaching aspect, he had a miracle oftentimes that helped prove that point. So when we see him healing someone and forgiving sin at the same time, he's reminding us that if I have the power to heal someone, then I also have the power to forgive their sins. And so just reminding them that the miracles were the evidence behind Jesus's teaching and that they proved his teachings to be true. That's a great point, Sarah. And you know, as you were talking about helping boys and girls understand and see that the miracles really did happen, we think the Bible is true. I think that's so important. And as a think of it from a preschooler's point of view and even younger kids' point of view, you know, they're still they're still distinguishing between real and fantasy. It's hard for them to distinguish between the two. And so I think as teachers we need to make sure to help them understand that this really did happen. Different things that they may see in books or, you know, on movies or on TV or different things, technology. I mean, it's so easy to make things what they aren't to appear differently. And I think helping them see that these things really happen. The Bible is different from any other book that may contain fantasy and all that because everything that happened in the Bible is real and it really did happen. And so helping boys and girls to understand that Jesus really did these miracles. And then like you were saying, just just being in awe of it too. And like, wow, this is so exciting because it's hard for us to understand because, you know, we, we didn't see that. We didn't see those miracles. We weren't present then, but to read about them and hear about them also reminds us to be amazed by them and then help boys and girls see that as well. So Sarah, we want to thank you for being a part of the podcast this week, and we look forward to you joining us in future episodes. And for our listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.